This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're around long enough and you can see something coming. And I think last night might be a bit of a tipping point where we could see a change. It was stated at 1129 on December 22nd. Obviously, those are, yeah, you're right. Tom Gores is not selling the team. But the fans are letting him know their frustration. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, the fact that there's fans being frustrated is a good thing still, that there's a pulse. Because the, the last thing you want is, Nothing. You know, no reaction from the fans. And you're going to get to that point if you continue down this path. Yep. And so the thing is, do you let Troy Weaver? That's the big elephant in the room. Because Tom Gores is not selling the team, but he can let go of Troy Weaver if he wants. Yep. There is going to be a trade deadline at some point during this year. I, I don't know when it is exactly. I'll look it up. But do you let Troy Weaver make a move or not? Because to me, you either trust the guy or you don't, right? If yep. you don't trust the guy... Move on. Because you don't want to keep them there and say, hey, you can't make any moves. What's the point? Yep. So we'll see what happens. Because I, in my opinion, I think Troy Weaver is going to make a big move for somebody. And it's kind of to, to try to save his job. Now, yeah. Pizza fans may not like that because he's the one who's assembled this roster so far. But like I said, you either trust him or you don't. If you don't want to make him a move, let him go. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Let's get back to your open line calls. We go to James. You're next. Hi, James. Hey, I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't I wouldn't want to play the Rams either for the same reason. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I'd rather play the Rams and try and have to beat the Vikings three times. If we beat the Vikings twice, do you know how difficult it is to beat the same t- team three times in one season? I've always heard that, and I've never quite understood it. Um, just because I feel like if if you beat a team twice, you you're pretty pretty confident you know how to get it done. And with the Vikings, right, but- with, with the thing about the Vikings is if you beat them twice, I think it'll have a large part to do with who's their quarterback. Yeah. And the Rams do the Rams do match up well against us. Let's I mean, they have they had a bunch of guys that can beat our secondary. Yeah, I, I mean I, I part of me too and then this is James, I I don't know, when you get to the playoffs, there's going to be teams that give you problems. And the great thing about what the Lions have done this season and their schedule, some people like to take shots at their schedule. But you look at teams they could play that are in that area. They've beaten Tampa. They've beaten New Orleans. They've beaten Atlanta. They've beaten Green Bay. I suspect that they will beat Minnesota one of these two games. They, they have not beaten Seattle nor the Rams. And those two teams, you know, the Rams, they haven't beaten. Seattle should scare us uh, because Seattle and the Lions seem to have a Geno Smith problem. 
Yeah. Well, right now, the Seahawks have a Geno Smith problem, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 248-539-9797. Jake, you're next. Hi, Jake. Hey, fellas. Happy holidays. What's up? Almost. I'm – oh, take out speaker. I'm calling uh, uh, just a talking note on the Pistons. I think they're not going to win a game for a long time now because they've got a target on their back because you do not want to be the team that breaks their streak now. Yeah, I mean, look, is there's if you're looking for something other than just the basketball matchup, because like, every matchup's going to favor the opponent, but now you're adding in the motivation. Is that motivation, not wanting to be the team that loses to the Pistons, greater than the Pistons' motivation to win a game? I don't know that it is. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. You're an opponent. I mean, they're, that's not going to be a coaching point, but you know those players are thinking that. They're not, they do not want to come – Coming into that game, coming out with a loss. No, but Detroit doesn't want the streak to keep going. So Yeah, of course I, not. I, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is the intrinsic motivation of not wanting to lose to Detroit, I don't think is any greater than Detroit's motivation not wanting to continue to lose. In fact, it should be less. The Pistons' motivation to win should be should be greater. The issue is the talent isn't greater, except for you thought maybe last night. So if right. see, that's why I don't believe in that necessarily. If the, if the Jazz were like, we don't want to be the team that loses them, they sat four of their top uh, six leading scorers last night and still won the game. <laughs> last night was the night, and watching that game for a large portion of it, although even like the first quarter when the Pistons were scoring a will, so was Utah. They were playing a game that was going to be one eighty to one eighty. Uh, and then everything slowed down. But so if like the Bucks were to play the Pistons, they wouldn't they wouldn't be like, well, Giannis and Dame are like, hey, we gotta beat them. We can't be the team that loses them. No, they're probably gonna rest because that's the game you rest. That's the game where that's you get the yeah. load management game. Is the Pistons? Yeah, I think the opposite of what my man said <laughs> is actually true. They are the load management opponent. Yes, when they are looking at the schedule, and they say, all right, we can sit our guys against Boston on national TV on Sunday afternoon. Or Detroit on a Tuesday on cable. No, that's a scheduled rest day, Pistons. Yep. Very good point by you. Uh, okay, something went down yesterday that cre- created quite a stir. It started with a tweet. And that tweet led to some response. The first tweet came from Josina Anderson, NFL insider, who tweeted out, I'm told around the league, I'm told personnel around the league are discussing their awareness that some owners have been told Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson's asking price as at least or around $15 million a year for a head coaching job per source. And so we're on the air when this happens, and we're like, wow, $15 million a year. It seemed rather crazy for a guy that's never been a head coach that I think would put him as the fourth highest paid coach in the league tied with Pete Carroll. And I'm like, okay, is anybody going to match that asking price? Is that a product of how flippant happy he is in Detroit? Because you can't dismiss if you've ever had a job that you absolutely loved and somebody said, what would it take for me to get you to leave that job? And you throw a number out there. I did that once in my career. I threw a number out there 
thinking there's no way I'm going to get that, but I'll throw it out there because I, I love my job. And I don't know that I'll love that job. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my biggest takeaway from that was Ben Johnson loves it here. And he's, he's not in any rush to leave. So he's going to ask for an astronomical amount of money. Well, later in the day, people started to tweet it out, including Dove Kleiman, who tweets a lot of stuff by other people. And we'll get to why that's significant in a minute. But then Richmond Flowers, who I looked it up, is the agent for Ben Johnson. He represents a lot of coaches in the league, tweets out. And again, this is Josina Anderson's tweet. I'm told personnel around the league are discussing their awareness that some owners have been told Lions offense coordinator Ben Johnson's asking price is at least or around $15 million a year for a head coaching job per source. Richmond Flowers, agent for Ben Johnson, tweets back. I'm told personnel around the league are discussing their awareness that there is no asking price or demand, and this tweet is 100% false and irresponsible reporting per source. <laughs> wow. Now, I'm also thinking, why would an agent do that? If an agent, if something gets floated out there that his client wants $15 million, what if somebody offers it? <laughs> now, maybe he thinks no offers will come in if that's, the asking price. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So Josina Anderson, she's not done. She tweets out, now that public sentiment has weighed in, changing the tune on what was said. So she is speculating that her first tweet led to ridicule. The agent said that's BS. Now she's saying, oh, now the ridicules come in. People are saying it's not true. Then... She tweets again and tags Dove Kleiman, this NFL reporter. If you're going to use a reporter's content in your tweet for your own engagement slash money, please don't bury the reporter's name at the bottom of an extended link that has to be clicked in order to discover who the report actually belongs to. That's not the same form seen on your recent tweets. It's your timeline, but that's basically courtesy, in my opinion, and the least you can do. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Maybe only to us in the media. She's basically saying, just stop stealing my content. What do you make of all this back and forth, Kang? Well, I agree with the Dove Climate thing that Josina put out there. <laughs> but Josina Anderson is a she's a very reputable reporter. She's broken a lot of news and things like that. Yep. No no Carissa Thompson, I guess, some people would say. But Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, look at you. Carissa <laughs> catching a stray over here. <laughs> Anyways, but so what I get with that is, first of all, the, the Ben Johnson's agent put out the word demand, and then Josina Anderson didn't use the word demand in her, you know, in her tweet. It yep. was um, that what the um, that the asking, asking price, price, right, is at least or around fifteen million per. Um, 
he didn't have to get that directly from his agent. It could have been someone in his team or his circle. So this report could still be true that what he was hearing and now the agent maybe I don't even think there was backlash, do you? I mean, maybe I didn't see it. I don't all. know. I don't yeah. I spend as little time on it once once two o'clock hits, Twitter is not part of my world. So if it was there, I didn't see it this morning when I re-logged on to Twitter. So does David Tepper, the owner of Carolina Panthers, go, okay, so it's not $15 million? Right? I don't know. <laughs> right? It's less than, what are we thinking, $8 million, yes. $10 million? And we talked about Harbaugh earlier being linked to the Chargers. There continues to be a Ben Johnson link to the, to the Panthers. Yeah, because uh, from what we know, he might have almost got that job last year, right? Yeah, it sounded like he pulled his name out of consideration. He being Ben Johnson pulled his name out of consideration, but... Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. I will say it sounds like the agent's trying to create a market. And I don't know if Jacina Anderson's information is accurate or not. She seems like she's going to stand by it instead of backing down or, or tweeting a correction. She, she goes into speculation that now that public sentiments got out there, stories changed. Huh? And I also will say this. It's hard for me, and I think a lot of the public, to just take an agent's word on things. Should I be. mean, you know, right? Should they're be. agents. They're, they're concerned about one guy, and that's their client. Agents, the crazy thing is I can tell you about being in this business, agents will talk to the media, and they will tell you everything. Now, when I say everything, I don't, I'm not trying to imply that everything they say is true because they have a very vested interest in, in, in agendas all over the place. Agents are considered great sources, but they're also sources with motivation to not always be truthful. I mean, didn't we just watch a special on Drew Rosenhaus and how he tried to manipulate yep. teams in the draft and Jalen Carter? Or And I've, I've, we've read reports where teams, uh, presidents, and GMs have said, if I get a call from this agent, I just know I'm going to regret it. And they just want to deal with these agents because... I don't know what to believe with the agent. So, I mean, I yep. understand Ben Johnson's agent trying to stand up for his client, but also you're an agent. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.